I wanted to share something with you today. Brides Against Breast Cancer Charity promotes October's National Donate Your Wedding Dress Month in conjunction with Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Brides Against Breast Cancer Charity was founded in 1997, and they're promoting its National Donate Your Wedding Dress Month. A bride can give their dress a second chance for a second life before it goes out of date. Brides are increasingly realizing that their daughters or nieces will likely not wear their dress like in yesteryear and also want to unclutter their new household. Brides Against Breast Cancer focuses on awareness and early detection education. Brides Against Breast Cancer asks recent brides to donate their wedding dresses so they can be resold to brides-to-be at affordable prices. The proceeds help raise funds for breast cancer causes. Early detection education programs are often considered the most impactful dollar that can be spent for saving lives and saving costs. Brides Against Breast Cancer also supports research charities as breast cancer affects almost one in seven women, and that rate is still sadly increasing. For more information, please head to bridesagainstbreastcancer.org. Thank you so much. Bitchless Bride and Beyond. I've been looking forward to this moment since the last episode of Bitchless Bride, the podcast season two. So clearly we've made a bit of a change. I mentioned on the season two finale that I wanted to rein in the talk about wedding planning and add a few other things and basically all the other stuff that happens after you tie the knot. So here we are. Welcome to Bitchless Bride and Beyond. We're still going to talk about weddings, but we're also going to prepare you for marriage with an amazing lineup of guests, anecdotes, and our own experiences. So buckle up, bridey. Yay. So that being said, today uh, I'm in the studio with two gorgeous women. I'm so excited. Uh, was, I, I have my one of my favorite people on the planet, Carrie Tabaski. Yay! Yay! Hi! And our fabulous, awesome friend, Lindsay, who's going to be sharing a really awesome story. I basically told, uh, when I wrote my notes, I was basically saying that I have a brave soul in the studio. Uh, Lindsay was actually on season two, episode seven about wedding planning. It was shortly after she got engaged and I wanted to do a show kind of about 101 about wedding planning. And she and Tyler came in to discuss how they got engaged and where they were at in their plans. And at this point, she, I, I saw her a few weeks after the show and she pulled me aside and said she called off her wedding and ended the relationship entirely. So I wanted to bring her on to the Bitchless Bride and Beyond show so that she could tell her story so that if any of you are feeling the way she did about your sig other, you would know that you're not alone. You see, Lindsay's reason for calling off the wedding and ending the relationship wasn't because of cheating or gambling away rent money, addiction, or physical abuse, thankfully. It was based on a gut feeling, uh, a gut feeling that was so intense that she couldn't not listen to that little voice steering her away from the path she thought she wanted and into a whole new direction. So that said, I'm going to let Lindsay share her story and Carrie and I will interject along the way. So without further ado, please welcome Lindsay to the show. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, thanks for having me oh again. My God. <laughs> well, <laughs> under totally different circumstances, yeah. this is... 
So, I mean, if you go back, Brides, and people maybe who recently got married, we're talking to you Beyonders as well. Um, if you go back to season two, episode seven, you can listen to it. And it, it was funny because I had just told Lindsay before we went on air right now that I thought she was going to have more to say during that episode. Not that I was disappointed with anything that you did say, but I I really thought I was I, I think I was more a little surprised about your energy level, I guess. Yeah. And so a few weeks later, she pulled me aside and said that she called everything off. So why don't you why don't we start at the beginning? So why don't you tell us, like, give us a snapshot of your relationship? How long were you together? How long since you called it off? Like, walk us through the timeline. OK, so uh, we would have been dating for a little over three years um, and we met at Lifetime, like we talked about on the last podcast. Gym people. Yes, Lifetime gym. Um, and we got engaged um, April in Italy. Um, and then it was probably about three weeks after that I had called off the wedding. So it was it was pretty soon. Holy shit. Yeah. And in that time, I had gotten my dress. We had established where we were going to get married in the Can state Can we just room. say that it was like a Caroline Herrera gorgeous i'm sorry but i saw the picture and i mean i'd get married just to wear that dress too (laughs) it was beautiful um so yeah it it was three weeks after we were engaged and um and then yeah and so that's been four or five months wow can i ask um when you and maybe i'm jumping the gun here but when you when he proposed did you have this feeling like, okay, I should say yes, but I'm not sure? Yeah, I mean, I had that feeling prior to him proposing. Um, I had a feeling he was going to propose in Italy. Um, and that's when my brain started kind of going in circles. And um, I mean, at that moment, it was it was kind of a blur. And I was also really drunk. <laughs> right? So Well, you had said like there was like the time change. There was yeah. wasn't the family. Yeah. Wasn't your yeah family there? Everyone was there. Yeah. I mean, it was a magical moment. Yeah, of course. And, um, you know, I think it was just the glitz and glamour of getting engaged. And, you know, the two weeks after that everyone's whirlwind like, yeah. yeah you get caught up yeah in it. amazingly like it's it's world it's like oh my god did you choose a date did you do this uh you know where are you at already yeah yeah and I think you know once that died down reality hit and I was like oh wow I'm actually getting married um like forever yeah forever yeah forever a long time big forever. fucking deal forever <laughs> I mean so so you were together about three years ish yeah. and then so at what point did you start feeling that red flag, like, grow, you know what I mean? Like, in the back yeah. of your neck a little bit. And and then how long before you did something about it? Kind of like a two-part question. So like, how did that? Yeah, so um, I remember having a conversation with my dad. Um, I was having these thoughts, um, and, and this is when I knew something was wrong. Um, I was thinking, well, if I call off the wedding, you know, my mom had already put a deposit down for my dress and the venue, um, you know, I don't want to waste their money. People already know that we're engaged. What would I tell people? So as soon as I started having those thoughts, I was like, These, this is not right. And so my dad had asked me, we were just hanging out one day, and he's like, are you happy? And it was completely random. And he wow. just looked at me, and he was like, are you happy? And I took a couple seconds, and he's like, talk to me. And I just started bawling my eyes oh, out. Oh, I love your dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a moment. And um you know, I just started talking about how 
um, you know, I'm not sure about things and I don't want to disappoint the family sure. or everybody. Well, that's a lot of that pressure. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of pressure and I don't want to waste the money that was already put down, which if you think about it, three weeks. Yeah. I mean, literally we got back from Italy and, you know, we talked about this. My mother um, is such a planner, <laughs> so she already had appointments for venues um, after. Because well, she knew. I'm sure he asked for your hand. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, I didn't want to disappoint her and. Um, it, it was hard and, but my dad really reassured me and he said, you, you know, we're going to love you no matter what. Aww. So that at that moment, he kind of gave me that reassurance that I, I can do this and I can make that decision. Oh my God. It's so brave. I, I mean, and go dad, seriously, yeah. as, as a parent, I can tell you, it's like, you know, I mean, my, obviously my kids are younger than you, but you like, you know, when something's bothering them. And it's really nice that your dad said, okay, hold on, let's rewind here. What's going on? I know that something's not right. And then gave you an opportunity to share that with him. That's pretty huge. Yeah. And then also, you know, when I went and picked up my dress, that was two weeks after we got back from Italy. And we went to um, Lolite. Oh, Lolite. Yeah. Yep. Very, yep. And, um, you know, we just wanted to go look at dresses and... Um, ended up picking that beautiful dress and I looked myself in the mirror and I actually haven't said this out loud but I looked myself in the mirror and pictured myself walking down the aisle and I did not picture him at the end of the aisle or I totally just got the chills all over my body it's not that it it was more of like a I I didn't feel excited about it and I didn't know if it was I was overwhelmed or So that's when things started kind of creeping back. Sure. Afterwards. Good for you. I mean, that is, I think a lot of people would have dismissed that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we are trained. The wedding industry, like you said, you get back and you get sucked into this whirlwind of what you should be doing, where you should be going, getting your wedding dress. And no one takes a step back to say, how are you feeling about being engaged to this person? And slow the fuck down. You know, just yeah. slow down. Like, I'm so impressed that you were able to, to, to have that. And sorry that you put your deposit down. <laughs> I mean, so that was the sorry. only thing I lost, so that was that is insane. Yeah, and shame on you, Lately. Seriously, <laughs> you had the dress for how long? Three weeks. Three mm. weeks. Yeah, and you didn't make and any they adjustments, they and they wouldn't give you the deposit. No, and they didn't cut cloth. Literally, N- nothing. No, nope. I called. I bawled my eyes out yeah (laughs) and she was like I'm sorry no we can't give it back to you like I mean I get that it's a business but I mean we're not talking about a few months or a few weeks before the wedding we're talking like like you they could resell the dress dress. they may have not even ordered it yeah that's just bullshit yeah but that's another podcast though but that like fucking pisses me off I'm not gonna lie yeah I do have to give a shout out to the state room though okay um they gave it they gave our deposit back longwood events baby they rock beautiful property too so yeah so that was great and then it was um marathon weekend that we were gonna get married so all the hotels uh, my mom was able to. That's amazing. Well, you know what? They probably wanted the rooms exactly. back. Exactly. <laughs> I right. was going to say. It's lucky. They're like, okay, you know what? We'll give it to you back. We're doing you a favor, but you're doing us a favor too. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I did feel yeah. much better about that. Less guilty. Yes. Yeah, it's better to to know now, and it and it is really hard because it's so easy to get caught up in the engagement as as Deb was saying, and everyone loves you know a new newly engaged person. Bride to yeah, be, ish, bride right, to be, bride, um, and <laughs> but 
you know, your marriage is, you hope it's forever. And your wedding is one day. We always talk about yeah. this. Your marriage is forever. And hopefully, and you have like, you have to put something into it every day. And, and to know that you don't, you, you don't want it before you get married. That's a like, how many, I wonder how Rocky many foundation. the percentage, like what the percentages of people are who know when they're getting married that, that it's not right. Well, and that's why the divorce rates are what they are. I think because people don't have the balls to do what Lindsay did. Right. It, seriously. Like they, 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 they attribute it to something else. They, oh, you know, maybe I was just having a moment in the dressing room. I was just too excited. And so, but this exactly what Carrie was saying, you're basically going in with a very loose foundation. And I think what it's going to crumble quickly. It's, oh, it's going to crumble quickly. It's like, I've been with Chris. I've, I met him in 2000. I was a baby. I was turning 23 <laughs> and you know what I mean? And, and I think about that and we've definitely had our ups and downs and I've been very vocal about it on this podcast too. 2018. I wish I could forget. But we have a solid foundation. And at the core of that foundation is a mutual love and trust and respect. And it's it's hard. Like, I, without that foundation, I mean, we've gone through things that could have destroyed us. I mean, we went through in vitro. We couldn't get pregnant. You know, all those things that follow getting married that you're told to want and then you're like hey I spent all my 20s trying not to get pregnant and then you're like in your 30s and you're like I can't get pregnant <laughs> like it's just mean and it turns out I really wasn't trying not to get pregnant I just couldn't but you know that well, will but, be another show yes <laughs> well there are no guarantees no in anything. no and but you have to do what you can to make sure that you put yourself in the right space in the you know to start with it, well, and the other thing Lindsay and I were talking about, and, and I want to share with everyone, uh, last season we did a, a show with Dr. Charnas about cold feet. And cold feet is common. I think people who don't want to be the center of attention uh, or, you know, whatever circumstances it is, how did you know that it wasn't just like, ah, oh, maybe I just have some cold feet, like I love him, but this process is already overwhelming like well first of all isn't cold feet like a couple weeks before the wedding what was your date that you had for your wedding what April was it? 18th okay so you had a, a decent amount of time she before the wedding. yeah yeah but I, I think cold feet can either start to manifest itself and then people don't listen to it so it yeah. might start what like what you said you get wrapped up in the planning and searching for the dress and then you're like no 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 and then the cold feet like the act of cold feet is a few weeks prior yeah you know what the hardest part is like there was nothing wrong well that exactly it's like there was like i, I said in the intro it's like did someone cheat like what like you i think when you hear that people broke broke up you're like what's the backstory who fucked it up i mean i think right like that's what i think of i i automatically am like what happened? Yeah. I but mean, that's why I'm so impressed with you. There was nothing wrong, and I think that might have been, you know, I feel guilty about it sometimes because um, I couldn't I couldn't give him a reason mm. um, other than that I I just – I need to work on myself. Yeah. Um, which is true, and, and that was the honest answer. And um, But I think for a lot of women, like, if they don't have a reason for breaking it off, they won't. But yep. it's okay to not know why. It's just you have to go with your gut feeling. And if it's not right, it's not right. And you don't have to give anyone a reason. Well, and that's and, – and you try and be respectful. And you told him how you felt. 
and everyone else can go fuck themselves. Like, they don't matter in this situation. We're talking about, like, building a life together and having children and going through ups and downs. And if if someone else doesn't get it, who cares? Right. So, so walk us through, how do you tell him? So you had that conversation with your dad, and how long after you had that conversation with your dad – like honestly, did you gear like a, it's almost like a build up? Like how how did you psych yourself into? Yeah, um, I think it was probably another week after that. Um, I had been going out a lot. Um, it was during um, I think ho- hockey season. No, it was the Bruins. When did the Bruins play? I don't even know. <laughs> it was during it was during some sport I and weddings. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was going out and hanging out with coworkers and. Um, you know, after work, I, avoiding. Yeah, I was I was avoiding coming home, and I again I didn't know why. Um, and he finally asked me like, "What is going on? Like, why don't you want to come home?" And I was like, "I I don't I don't know. I I I feel lost." And again, when there's nothing wrong, you yeah. don't really know what to say. And then it just kind of opened up this long conversation and. I think there was part of me that still felt like I had um, forced him. I don't know if force might be a strong word, but, um, you know, forced him into proposing to me. Um, And I don't think he was ready. Right. Um, So in the end, you know, it it worked out. So it was kind of a mutual thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he totally respected that I needed to find myself and figure out you know what was going on and I needed time and you know again it's not you it's me it really it, it's it is. so true I, know, I think statement. So that true. statement sucks but I think it exists for a reason yeah it, well and you've said nothing but good things about Tyler like you wouldn't you haven't when we've talked about it you you haven't said anything bad about him yeah um, and it like wasn't said, him it's just the wrong yeah, situation yeah. yeah yeah and you can have two great even when you get married you can have two great people but yeah. they may not be great together right and there's a reason why some people date and some people gravitate towards each other and some people don't that's absolutely true yeah and and I think another piece of advice I would say is you know really think about what your core values are because you meet someone and, you know, you laugh together, you're best friends. Yep. But it, at the end of the day, if you don't have the same core values, you're going to grow apart. And if you can't grow together, then in the end, it's Your it's only choice gonna... is to grow apart. Right. That's what I, I – it's funny that you said that because Chris, my husband, I have talked about that. Like, we have we met 19 years ago. And I hope we've grown since then. <laughs> you know, I really yeah. do. Because if I'm the same person I was at 22, something's definitely wrong with me. Uh, but oh my God, you guys are 22. 22. I was turning 23. He sent me sunflowers for my birthday. So I should have known because they're the happiest flowers. But aside from that, we, we have talked about so much has changed from our careers for, for, to what we thought we wanted to, to what we actually have and what we're doing. And if you can't grow together then the only option is to actually grow apart. And that's, like, so super depressing. And like Carrie said earlier, very profound. you have to work at it every, every, every day. Every day. Like, may, somebody said to me, and maybe I'm, I'm, I might, like, butcher this, uh, this <laughs> I'm, I'm analogy. Gonna I'm going to judge you. Yeah, totally. Um, that mar- when you get married, you have, like, this empty box. And you have to fill that box every day with positive things and with with effort and yep. and love and all that because if you don't it's not the box doesn't fill itself it doesn't grow yeah doesn't so grow. the box is the box doesn't grow the box doesn't <laughs> <It> makes no <laughs> sense anyway but you get what i'm saying yes it's, it's 
it's work every day and it's so easy when people are so busy in their lives um to oh just... i have my marriage oh i have my marriage yeah. oh yeah we're yeah. fine we're oh, fine, we're fine. Oh, we we got the kids we we don't have time to go out we and it's and and it's so easy to not communicate to lose sight of the the your life together as husband and wife yes and focus on the kids and focus on work and focus everything on the else house but each other. everything else for each other and then you wake up one day and say fuck i don't holy know. shit yeah i don't know who you are so um it is it's work every day and if you don't want to put the work into it from the beginning and both of you then you know it, right. it can't just be one-sided yeah totally you have to want it yeah to, so good I and mean, there are days i don't again. the days i'm like i i'm just being honest like i <laughs> i want to be married to carrie i yeah. right, i know carrie my spirit animal but i want to uh, there are days i want to like not like you know i i don't need like activists coming after me but like i want to like fucking punch them in the face sometimes like i do but that's like, why you box i got well that's true that's why <laughs> that's why i box but but no truly and i like and i love the shit out of that kid but he can also infuriate me and piss me off to a point where like like i actually pictured what it would feel like to punch him in the face <laughs> and maybe that's simply because i have been boxing you need the grappling dummy that oh we put on the ground and we just beat the shit out of him. yeah i yeah. like picture what is it, uh, like the compressions like the, I, when you say that I just picture the CPR dummy oh yeah and you just beat the shit yeah, out of the you're, CPR you're wailing on it you're like straddling it and wailing on it I like to straddle good. pretty much oh, anything God. back to Lindsay <laughs> um. back to Lindsay okay so he said why don't you like coming home and you and it kind of opened up so tell us about that conversation where'd you guys sleep that night like like I want to tell me about it so I can like picture it in my mind's eye <laughs> you sound I'm... a little creepy oh. <laughs> no no we just you know detail like paint we just want paint you to the paint the picture yeah i mean if you I mean, want no I, I, i'm trying to remember because you know those it's things a blur kind of yeah. you block that out um but it was a really long conversation a lot of tears um because again like i keep going back he is an amazing guy. Yeah. And I know. we loved each other and um, there was nothing wrong. So it was just, it was hard for me to explain and give him that reason. I think yeah. he was searching for that reason. Well, you were too, but yeah, exactly. And, and I, I couldn't give it to him at that time. And um, you know, I'm, I'm super dramatic. So <laughs> I, I took my ring off and I, I gave it back to him and we slept in the same bed that night. And then I, I think it was a couple weeks after that he he stayed um wow what was that like it, it was a, you know what's so weird it was a hard stop and it, it <sighs> was just it wasn't like let's try to work it out I needed to be away from him yep. um I've never really been alone I've never really lived alone I've always had a roommate sure. I might have lived alone for a couple months when I lived in Connecticut but I've never truly been alone. I think that's one of the issues um, I have, and, and what I needed to do was be alone with myself of and be okay and with learn being how alone. to be alone and, with and, and learn how to be alone. And that's another thing is like, I think women have that fear of being alone. Well, sure. if I leave him, I'm going to be alone. I have to start all over again. Um, but I'll tell you, like, being alone these last five months has just been so eye opening, and like, sure. I can I can say I. I love my life and, you know, I, I'm super independent and, you know, you really start to 
to realize things when you are alone in your thoughts and it's okay to be sad and there are moments where I'm sad especially like a couple weeks ago I got a reminder it was my first fitting you know so I still have those moments but I I know what we did was right and I'm super happy um and and we're still friends you know he still comes to the gym and we talk all the time and because there was nothing wrong, and he's he was my best friend, and yeah, absolutely, um, that's why it's so cloudy. You know what I mean? Like, like okay, so we're not going to be forever, but I still want you in my life. Yeah. But what does that mean, and what does that look like? And you know, I give him a lot of credit too for still being there. Essentially, absolutely. yeah, and finding I mean, a he's gym. Been great. <laughs> Would be like. I'm going to go to Planet Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. I'm going in the judgment free zone. <laughs> like, yeah. And <laughs> part of that conversation that night, like, he respected that I needed to be alone. Yeah. Like, he's like, if that's what you need to do, like, go and do that. Absolutely. Um, can, so, I, can I ask, um, if you don't mind my asking, how old are you? I'll be 29 December. Okay. Um, and And you know what? Like, it is so important in that and not to sound I'm not trying to sound condescending I think it's important for anybody to spend a considerable amount of time alone because you need to learn how to like you were saying you need to learn how to be by yourself and be content being by yourself and um I mean I I think I was single for most of my 20s I met John the same year you did Deb and um I I wanted a boyfriend so badly all that time and I'm so glad that I really didn't because I, I just, I, looking back, like I had time to figure out how to be by myself and how to be independent and how to just deal with things on my own. And 100%. it's good, good for you for realizing that and understanding that. Um, cause it's so important for anybody. Oh my, it, it's Cause people huge. go from college to like, you well, know, it's like their parents' house to college or their parents' house to living with somebody or roommates like you said i i had it too i mean i was in san francisco i was by myself it was my first time living by myself without without a crutch you know your roommates are your crutch your roommates are your built-in company when you want them and same as a boyfriend like when i started living with chris uh you know it's your friend to do things with too i mean aside from like the whole sex bit and like whatever you know you make dinner together you do things together whereas if i wanted to go out and get sushi and a drink, I didn't always have somebody to do that with when I was in California because all my friends were also in the restaurant industry. So the hours weren't consistent. So if I was off, maybe they weren't. And I had to get really comfortable. Like, I'm going to go sit at the bar and have some sushi by myself. And I was scared. That was scary. I remember being like, oh, my God, everyone's going to look at me. And you know what? No one gives a shit. No one cares. Or they're like, and maybe, and I wouldn't know it because I was so insecure, but maybe they looked and like, good for her. You know, I put on my red lipstick and I sat down and I ordered my sushi and my sashimi and I was like, and a little sake, please. Oh, God, God, the sake. Um, But but it's so good for you, for anybody to like feel. I used to go to the movies by myself. Oh, I love that. But you feel like people are thinking about you like, why isn't she with anybody? So why is it so culturally um, important to be with somebody all the time? To yeah. have someone. Not and it's not safety in numbers, and it's not like no. It's um, uh, but that is such a big thing about culture is that 
you're not with someone, then something's wrong with you or something, you know. I don't, and I don't fully understand that. So we were in New York uh, a few days ago and Carrie had a meeting and I was, I was, I don't even think I told you this. I was sitting in the cafe waiting for her like next door, just hanging out. And I was on my phone and I was actually working and I was doing a little bit of research and these two guys sat down next to me and the tables were very close. And one of them like pretty immediately started talking to me. He plugged in his phone and put it on the chair where Carrie had been sitting. And then he just kind of chit-chatted with me. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, does he feel sorry because I'm by myself? Right. Like, did, I <laughs> did, you feel, did, did you look lonely? Did I look Did I look like I needed a friend right now? But it was, I think I think that still happens. And and I was perfectly content. I was truly on my phone researching a project Carrie and I were are writing together. And I, 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 like, I had to give him the signals, like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good. Talk to your friend. I'm busy. I'm busy. And then he happened to be the loudest talker in America, and it was really hard to concentrate. Oh, there's a show idea. What loudest, loudest talker in America? (laughs) But I think that's the biggest problem: is society dictates what we feel like we need to do. Well, it's like the wedding industry. It's like why I have a love-hate relationship with it. I love a beautiful wedding. I love planning. I love everything that goes into it, but most of all, I love the couples. I've been really, like I said, I've unfortunately had a few, I mean, usually the brides be like assholes who, you know, you, you don't, you're like, why am I doing this? Because this isn't, clearly this isn't going to work. But you do, when you have those couples where you're putting in all this hard work and you can tell that they're just so in sync and they are thoughtful and respectful of each other. It, you, that's when you're like, and this is worth a celebration, and this is why. But then when society, like you said, like, oh, I've, I got I got engaged, and people can't help themselves. I did the same thing. I was more excited from a different standpoint, but I was like, oh, Lindsay's engaged. How can I help? What's going on? Tell me everything. Like, what do you need as far as vendors? But I was excited, and I knew that Tyler was a great guy, and I saw that you were happy. So, and I think a lot of it is how we're supposed to feel. And and it's and I that's why seriously I'm so impressed with you and I I know I keep saying that because because it wasn't like oh he's a major alcoholic or uh, he, he gambles so much I'm worried we won't be able to pay our mortgage or some like underlying bullshit he's mommy issues I don't know like so <laughs> like something like that where you can say this is why because versus I'm trusting myself. Because I didn't have goosebumps when I was wearing this most amazing dress, standing in a gorgeous. And you should have goosebumps. And you should have goosebumps. I mean, not only because you look fantastic, it's oh. like the fucking gun show with you two today with their <laughs> arms, but, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. You should stand in the mirror in a wedding dress and be like, <laughs> like you. I be, can't wait for this. Right? Like I'm all gooey because a look I'm hot, but b. I'm so excited. I want the day to come because I can't wait to call him my husband or her my wife or whoever you're marrying. And, like, the fact that you were able to go back and recognize it. And, like I said, kudos to your dad for being like, okay, dude, what's going on? And and Dude. Dude. I said dude. Sorry. Yeah. The I can't wait is. Is it? I think. That's the feeling that you should have is I can't wait to start the rest of my life. Well, and. And Lindsay said something interesting to me that I didn't even think of. So when I said, like, my next question is, what is the hardest part? Your answer, tell me what you said to me about the hardest part. It was telling people the story over and over again of why. Right? Which is why we're podcasting it. Yeah. So hopefully, you know what? You know what? Just Just don't ask me any more questions. We're not getting married. We're not getting married. Just go to the podcast. 
it, it's the same question. And I think the last you person that asked me was up. two weeks ago. Seriously. And she was like, so how far are you in your planning? And I'm like, the same spiel. Uh, I must have given it a hundred times. I'm like, well, you know, we're actually not getting married. And they all have the same response. Oh, my God, I'm what? so sorry. Yeah, what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's fine. Like, I'm it's happy. Good. It's good. Everything's good. But it was just giving that spiel oh over God. and over again. I mean, that was hard. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I think also, too, it's a setback for you. So, like, maybe if you're having a really strong, solid day and then somebody asks you about it, it, like, puts you back in that headspace, which yeah. is unfortunate. Um, I, and it's so funny. I never would have thought about that. Like, so listen to the podcast and be like, all right, here's all the things. Right. <laughs> if you want to know the details. No goosebumps. Uh, want to be on my own. Those are the highlights. <laughs> It's just, it, it is like just a hard, hard situation. And I think you handled it so well and with grace. And, you know, when I told some of our listeners uh, or people I know listen to the podcast that you were coming back on and you were doing it and they're like, oh, it's me a juicy show. I'm like, yeah, but not for the reasons you think, because she's not bitter there. It was amicable as I mean, I'm sure he was hurt and confused, but it this wasn't a show to slander Tyler. That's not who you are as a person. And we all know Tyler yeah. and we like him too. And it's confusing. And I think what you did and how you did it is graceful. And and it, like I said, you took a situation. You saved yourself and him. From, oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. throw kids into that scenario. Then, well, Or you would have stayed and you would have had a mediocre life when you could have a life that you deserve you know yeah. it, you're you, you're settling for mediocrity versus something that could be fucking amazing yeah, yeah. you know and and fuck and that. you and nobody should but you i mean like you're, you're amazing yeah you, you're amazing you're gorgeous you're you know you're you have such an incredible personality and you have so much to and I even if that, you don't even have if all you those don't things. have I hate that you have so much to offer but but you are you're confident you're you're a great role model for a lot of people um as, and a lot of like, women the, not just in this a lot situation. of women um you're strong you're you know your strength um physically and emotionally and it's just it's um I'm really glad to see that you're in a good place right now that you're happy thank you well okay so i obviously one of my questions was going to be you know have you seen your uh, ex and it sounds like you have so and it sounds like it's been like fine have you are you like dating is tyler dating like um i don't know if tyler's dating um i do browse his social media so <laughs> i think he might be casually um yeah i i'm dating nice um casually so. is it weird is it weird? No, because I'm not forcing anything. No. It's just you know it... what to look out for now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. Goosebumps. I know what I want. Yeah, you want fucking goosebumps. I want goosebumps, people. You know, really, but but it, and uh, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and and you don't and th we don't necessarily have to have a reason for why we love someone. We just know that we do, mm -hmm. and it's not like you didn't love Tyler, but. You know, it sounds like maybe there, like you said, there was that thing that was missing. You couldn't quite put your finger on it, but you weren't going to, you weren't going to go through with a massive decision that affects all the other decisions that you would have made in your life too. Right. I mean, this was the catalyst for all the things that happened after. So like, and that is so incredible that you could do that and do it in a way, you know, where it wasn't like, like a big fight or a big to do. And it was just, this is how I'm feeling. And 
So how did your family react and vendors? Like, I know about Lee and I'm pissed, but I am kind of, <laughs> I'm pissed for you. I'm like, I'm going to make a call after this podcast. <laughs> Um, you know, my family was, they were supportive. Um, my mom was definitely heartbroken, you know, she she wanted a plan. Yeah, of course. Um, but they supported me completely and, you know, my friends and, and the people around me that I thought were going to, you know, not judge me, but be upset. They were super supportive. So the reactions of people were a lot more positive than I thought. Good. Um, Good. So after I got all of that out, um, it was it was better but no I'm so glad so what what advice do you have for those listeners who like your story might be resonating in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable right this second <laughs> not to you know what I question mean? the very being yeah, well kind listening. of right if you're listening to this and the hair on the back of your neck is standing straight the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You need to listen. Did you get goosebumps when you tried on your dress? Or even if you haven't gotten there? Or are you putting off getting married? Are you putting off your wedding date? So, like, talk to those girls and tell us. Or guys. I mean, I don't really give a shit who you are. Just save. Help us save. Like, truly, yeah. my whole point of having you on, it was a cool... It is a juicy story. But it's also, how can we pay this forward how can we show that like you don't necessarily there doesn't have to be this like big giant flaw there just has to be something that doesn't feel right so what would you say to those people yeah I mean besides listening to your gut ask yourself are you in love with your fiance or are you in love with the idea of getting married and I was totally in love with the idea of getting married and the process and the materials and yep and that it's sexy yeah and it's easy to to it's easy to get confused between Mm -hmm. the two i was checking a box you know um i'm 28 years old you know i have a great career and i thought that was the next step for me exactly well and 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 again i mean but that's typically what it is but i think right now we're living in like atypical times and i love to see that there's a, a movement for women feeling comfortable speaking their mind and you know loud and proud of how they feel and saying okay I technically who says I should be getting married next you might never want to get married like I we had uh, we had Lexi and Tony on um last I think it was first season and they have a kid and they're like yeah we'll get married we get married but they're very into each other and they're very sweet with each other but they're just like Ugh, I don't want to plan it. But I, I had them on because they're so atypical, but atypical is becoming typical. So it's like right now what you did is fucking amazing and there's no rules. And right. I think and I think that's a, a reminder. And for anyone listening out there where this feels a little too close to home, go talk to somebody you trust. And like pro and con it if you have to. And like I said, maybe, I mean, we've had this debate for, Carrie and I have been having this debate for a long time, too, and we, what we talked about with Charnas, is it cold feet? Do you not want to be in front of a large audience, if you will? Do you, you know, are you just scared of, like, all the, the little things that go into wedding planning? Are you, like, what exactly is it? Or is it just maybe this isn't the partner for you? And that is, that's a huge, there's a difference, 
and you need to be able to figure it out before you can move on or else you're just you're, I mean you're prolonging the inevitable I mean like you'd end up divorced never gonna go away no it's never gonna go away you're either gonna live a life of mediocrity or you're going to be like and I don't like the way you chew now and I'm fucking done like that that <laughs> stupid fucking thing is gonna like that weird you know little idiosyncrasy that you used to think was kind of cute suddenly you're gonna be like I need to get the fuck out of this relationship but like but but no truly like I'm thinking I'm thinking of War of the Roses actually I think Dave put that in my head but it is but it's true and I'm like without at the risk of sounding condescending too like I'm so proud of you yeah like you that serious serious vag balls like serious vag balls <laughs> What? I've I can't never really, heard of that. I've ne- good. I don't know. I just made it up. Just I mean, made I'm up sure badge balls. balls. <laughs> Lady balls. <laughs> Hashtag badge balls. Oh, my God. I'm sure it exists somewhere. <laughs> sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's true. I it's mean, true. I, it is true. So uh, I just want, you know, uh, Lindsay, thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure other people listening in their cars on the way to work or on the train or, you know, in bed are who are this is resonating with thank you too and it's you know I'm, I'm sorry for Tyler because I, I, like I like I said we know him uh, and he's a good dude but I do feel strongly that you saved not only just yourself but you saved him too yeah. and you know maybe his next relationship totally. I mean he'll learn from he'll I mean we all reflect when things end we reflect and hopefully you know his next relationship will will be stronger and better and if he sees some signs where like his person isn't coming home or you know, he'll be like, all right, I've been here before. What's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but you're strong and only like the most happiness ever is all we wish for you. And like I said, thank you for sharing because you're, you just came on this show and I feel strongly that it's at least changing three people's lives. (laughs) No, but people, you know, if there's a ratio out there based on the number of downloads we get, that that's it. So, but anyway, well, thank you, Lindsay. Thanks for having me, you letting are, me share my story. And 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 thank you for being so honest. I know it's not easy, and we love you so. And we want you to join our boxing class. Yes, we do. <laughs> we want you to come boxing. I'm too scared to carry. <laughs> Carrie's a force, man. I will tell you, ladies and gents, and people who listen, that if you want to box. There is something that it is the coolest, Ugh, biggest release. Like nothing, if you're stressed out, that is a, there is nothing like it. There's nothing Ugh. like it. But all right, well, we're gonna wrap it up. So thank you for listening to season three, episode one of Bitchless Bride and Beyond. My socials have changed. They are Bitchless Bride and Beyond for Instagram. I gotta look into Facebook. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't know. I gotta do my homework there. But Bitchless Bride and Beyond. My email is still hello at Bitchless Bride. If you have any stories, if you want to email me, um, also please subscribe. Give us five. Write a review. We take constructive criticism well, and we want to hear everything that you have to say. If it's super rude, you can email me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. And next week we will have we an interview with a Catholic wedding planner. And I'm so excited to That's share awesome. that with you. So thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Carrie. And peace out. Bye, people.